Well, hey there, and welcome back to the Lifestyle Entrepreneur Podcast. This is episode number two, and I am so excited you've decided to tune in. Now, I have to apologize in advance for this very nasally and raspy sounding voice I have today. It's almost summer here in Canada, and I think my allergies may be getting the better of me. But I didn't want to delay in getting this next episode out because today we're going to be talking all about the steps involved in creating the business you are dreaming of. Whether you're at the stage of launching or whether you're already in the midst of it, I'm going to be sharing some important things that you might want to consider before you get to the launch phase of your business. It's kind of like a roadmap, and I think it's important to go over because entrepreneurship is not something that we're typically born knowing what to do. Maybe you're at the very early stages and you're just starting to realize the possibilities that lay ahead, or maybe you've already decided to take that leap and you're working on your business plans. Having access to this roadmap is going to give you some clarity into what you can expect, and it's also going to ensure that you don't miss anything critical. Now, if you're already in the process of designing and launching and you come across a step and you think, I've already done step number two and I didn't realize that there was something that came before that, I don't want you to worry about it. What I'm going to share is in somewhat of a sequential order, but honestly, there is no exact science, so I don't want you to panic. Listen to the entire episode, take down some notes, and begin from exactly where you are, okay? All right, so let's get started and dive right into the steps that are involved in creating your lifestyle business. Now, if you're just joining us and you haven't had a chance yet to listen to podcast episode number one, I want to encourage you to go back and listen. I think it's important that you understand what I mean when I say a lifestyle business. Many people have the idea that if you're going to be a lifestyle entrepreneur, it means that you're working this laptop lifestyle. And while that's true, it's not the only way. You see, whether you're working online or offline, if you're creating and running a business with a conscious mindset and you're taking into consideration everything that is important to you and the lifestyle that you aspire to live, then you're running a lifestyle business. And being a lifestyle entrepreneur means that your focus and motivation is not just solely on profit. In fact, lifestyle entrepreneurs typically like to focus more on achieving a vision that they have for the life that they want to live. Maybe it's flexibility that you crave, or it's the ability to work when and how you want. Maybe it's the opportunity to be your own boss and set your own limits and projections for what you want to earn. You see, profit is important, but typically it's a reflection of how much you need to achieve in order to have the lifestyle that you dream of. I have spent the last 20 years working with lifestyle entrepreneurs in the real estate space. And whenever I get the opportunity, I like to ask what attracted them to the industry and what motivates them to want to create a sales business. And typically they will, will, they'll reply with either flexibility or freedom. Now those are two very big words and that can mean something different to everyone. Some might answer that having their own business allows them to pursue other passions that are important to them. Others might say that they just want to wake up when they want, or to spend time with their family, or they want to be able to go on a few vacations without having to book them a year in advance. Others might say, bring it on. I don't want a limit. I want the lavish lifestyle. I want it all. No matter what your goals are, when you create your own business, you have the freedom and the flexibility for whatever is important to you. 
So if you haven't checked out episode number one yet, please do so, then come right back here to where we left off. Okay, that was a little bit of a detour in our roadmap, but it was important for me to explain that um, so that you are in the right frame of mind as we go through these steps. Now, I'm going to go through all the steps first, and then we'll come back and talk about each one of them. So let's dive right in. Step number one in creating the business of your dreams is dream and research. Step number two is learning and training. Step three is business structure, business planning, and systems. Step four is marketing and branding. And step five is your launch. So let's go through them one by one. Step one is that dream and research phase. And to me, I absolutely love this first step. You know, it's not very often that we allow ourselves that chance to dream. As kids, I know we would do this all the time. And somewhere along the way, we stop. And I'm here to tell you it's time to bring that back. If you haven't allowed yourself time to imagine or dream in a while, you might find this a little bit challenging, but definitely not impossible. I get there's years and years of programming that we're going to be needing to interrupt here. So the first thing that I want you to do is to know that your logical mind is going to want to step in and that's not really going to work for you, at least not at this stage. When you're dreaming about a new idea or you're trying to come up with a new business venture, logic has zero business in being there. So the first thing that you have to do is to give yourself permission to move that logic elsewhere. You'll need it later on, just not right now when you're dreaming. So what I want you to do is literally, I want you to imagine that logic is like this little kid and this little logic kid is pulling at your shirt or your dress and it's trying to get your attention. So I want you to gently take your logic by the hand and maybe seat it at a table to do some arts and crafts for a while because we need your full attention without any interruptions. The second thing you might want to start looking at as you're going through this dreaming phase is to create a space that's going to allow you to dream. This might be your physical environment. It might also be having some tools available to you to get you started. I really love imagining what my life looks like five years from now, because by asking myself a few questions about what that looks like, I'm better able to tap into what I really see myself doing or what that feeling is that I'm after. What I've done in order to help you through this dream phase is I've prepared a bit of a free business success guide for you. And in this guide, I summarize the five steps that we're going to talk about today, but I also give you some key questions to start asking yourself that I find helpful whenever I'm trying to dream up my future. So feel free to press pause, head on over to my website. You can download the guide at www michellereseycom forward slash episode two. And once you download that guide, come back and join me. Now, once you've gone through the dreaming exercise, the next piece to that is homework. I know I say that and everyone's cringing, but doing your homework before you launch into anything like this is critical to your business success. I have seen way too many lifestyle entrepreneurs dive into a business idea without having done homework. And then they just typically spend to, you know, tend to spend months, sometimes years trying to figure out what they're doing and why. Step one, that dreaming and research phase is all about exploring your vision and exploring how the business is going to fit in with the lifestyle goals that you have. 
It's going to look at what types of businesses that you can create. Maybe there's other people in the space doing what you want, and it's nice to see what options are available to you. When I do research, I like to interview people or ask people who are already doing something similar to what I want. This way, I get opinions based on someone who's experienced it. I also like to take a look at what other businesses are doing. This way, I mean, we know that there's a million different ways of operating a business today um, or being able to deliver a service, so it's always interesting to see how others are doing it. Doing your research becomes especially important when you're looking at how to structure your business and whether or not the idea you have is what that's actually going to look like and what, how does that play out in the practical world. I have a really great example of this from my real estate business. Quite often I get new realtors that come in and they tell me that they want flexible working hours, you know, preferably no evenings and weekends. Well, that's going to be kind of hard to accomplish, at least in the real estate industry, because you see by virtue of the customers that you serve, their prime business time is evenings and weekends. That's the time that your clients are going to need you. For other industries, like maybe coaching or consulting, you have more control over that. So before you decide to dive into a business, make sure you look at what your customers want and when they're going to need you to the most. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't dive in if you come across something where, you know, it doesn't really line up because somewhere along the line, you will have to compromise on something. The point is though, that doing your research upfront is going to ensure you're making a conscious decision and with all the facts in mind. You know, sometimes when I go through this process with realtors, most end up saying that they're fine with evenings and weekends because really what they were after was just to have that day off or two and they're okay to take that off during the week. So dream big, research every aspect of the business you want to create and enjoy this process. All right, so that was step number one. Step number two is learning and training. Now, I'm a really big believer that we never stop learning. In fact, I'm the type of person who has absolutely loved learning new things. And when you're in business, I've come to know that that learning never stops. The success and the longevity of your business is really going to depend on your willingness and your ability to learn. So just because learning is in step number two, I didn't want you to think it stops there. You are constantly going to learn new things, both about yourself, your industry, even about your customers. Okay. So now when I reference training as part of step two, what I'm really talking about is identifying what skills or certifications that you might need in order to do your business. Do you need a specific diploma or degree? Do you have to have a specific license or a special certification? Maybe there's a skill that you don't yet have that you know is going to give you a bit of a competitive advantage when you're trying to capture new business. This learning and training phase is really simply you going out and completing whatever business training that you need and that what you, what you want. So that's step number two. Step number three is business structure, business planning, and systems. Now, this is a really big part of business design. And if you're a creative personality type like me, this might be the part that you dread. It involves logistics, creating systems, looking at numbers. This is the foundation of what your business is going to look like and how it's going to operate. 
And if it's not something that you're strong at or something that you really enjoy doing, then you might want to look at, you know, getting some help from someone because this is not a step that you can skip. You would be surprised how many entrepreneurs I know are trying to run a business without a plan. It's pretty risky and I just don't want that for you guys. Where business structure involves all of those early steps that we've talked about, things like getting your business number, incorporating a name with your lawyer, looking at a business name, what email address are you going to use, do you need a location, all of that falls under business structure. Business planning then really is literally creating a business plan. It's about setting goals, setting, you know, designing schedules, looking at budgets. It's the blueprint of your business. Now, there are many types of business plans out there. Some of your businesses might require more detailed and elaborate plans, especially if you're looking at needing some financial support. Other businesses, though, might just require, you know, a one pager, a bit of an outline that's going to describe the vision that you have for the the business that you want to run. Now, the numbers, this is where my brain starts to hurt. And if this sounds like you, then I'm definitely going to encourage you to enlist the help of a friend or a consultant or a coach, someone who enjoys the numbers stuff. There are things as you go through your business that you're going to need to know. And so if you know, there's something that we talk about that's not a particular strength. I want to encourage you to look outside of your circle. This gives you a great opportunity to start building strategic alliances, you know, where two or more people can come together and you mutually support each other's businesses. So if you've identified that something is your strength, or if you've identified that this is an area that you need some help with, don't hesitate to reach out and find somebody who can help you. This whole business planning part, it's not a set it and forget it type of thing. It's a living and breathing document. So you're going to have to revisit this over the course of your business. So there's really no way of getting around it. So enlist the help of someone if you need. Now, where we looked at business structure as being those concrete things and business plans as that living and breathing guide to the growth of your business, business systems then is really like that how-to manual. This is where you start identifying systems for things like how you're going to find new prospects. It might include checklists or intake forms for when you're working with new clients, maybe a follow-up system for keeping in touch so that you can create that client for life. Everything that you need to document that outlines the how you're going to work. This is where it's listed. What services are you going to provide? Maybe how much you're going to charge. Is there a menu of pricing or are you going to look at offering packages of services? These are all the things that hopefully you've looked into during that research and designing phase of your business. This way, when you get here, it's really just about establishing what's right for you and what's going to be right for the clients you're going to serve. So that was step three. Step four is marketing and branding. And I love this particular stage because it really speaks to my creative side. But this is where we start looking at things that, you know, do go far beyond just creating a business name or a logo. That is a part of it. But if we take a look at branding, branding is really a marketing process. It's what's going to allow you to, you know, get involved in creating something that identifies your company as your company. So it could be a logo. It could also be a symbol, a slogan. Maybe it's a particular color you use or a word mark. Creating a brand image, it's it's important to your business because it's going to do a few things. A, it's going to help clients to be able to identify you in your marketplace. B, it's going to help you to create the perception that you want. 
C, it will help to drive business to you, especially if your brand is going to be known for offering amazing service. And D, it's going to help to support your advertising and your marketing initiatives. So if all of that is branding, then what the heck is marketing? Marketing is a process of communicating. And so it's your ability now to communicate your brand to your potential clients, which means it's also going to factor into how you create relationships. Step number four encompasses everything from designing brand image, like we talked about, defining your brand value, identifying who your target clients are, communicating your value to your target clients, and then creating and nurturing those ongoing relationships. Marketing and branding really speaks to what you're going to do, why you're doing it, and who you're doing it for. What you're working towards is really looking at hopefully creating some sort of branding and marketing strategy for your business. Now, there's a lot of really fun exercises that you're going to go through that are really integral to this step of your business. Things like creating an ideal client profile or an avatar. This process, you know, is where you start to go through and you start defining who are you best able to serve? Who's best positioned to receive your value? Who do you really want to reach out to with your marketing strategy? I will get into this more in a future podcast because it's just kind of fun, but I've also have some, you know, tips and worksheets prepared for you when we get there. Just know though, that your ability to define who you want to reach is going to directly affect the messaging that you share about your brand. And that in turn, then is going to affect the types of services you provide and where and how you share it. Okay. So our last step is step number five, and that is the launch phase of your business. And honestly, this is both the most exciting and most stressful part for a lot of people. It's fearful. All of that hard work that you've gone, you know, you've gone and done in designing your business has come to this moment. And it's in this moment that we get to now start looking at things that are going to help serve you along your entrepreneurial journey, things like mindset or accountability. You know how they say success is not really a straight line? Well, that is kind of true. And sometimes it's going to feel a little bit out of control. There might be days where you feel like you just can't handle it anymore, or you don't know what direction to turn, but there's also going to be more days than not where you feel like you can take on the world. And that is the sweetness in all of this. When you're working on a business that aligns with who you are and with the vision that you have, It is the most rewarding and fulfilling feeling. Now, if you're already at this stage of your business, I want to say a big congrats because I know the amount of work that goes into creating a business. I also want to say I'm here. I'm here with you. This whole journey of entrepreneurship, it can get lonely at times. And I want you to know that we're in this together. This is why I share what I do through my blogs and my social posts. And now why I'm sharing through these podcasts. I want for you to have tools and support so that you know you can thrive in your business, whether it's learning new ways of stress management or shifting your perspective away from work-life balance and more towards work-life harmony. I am swimming these waters with you, so know you are not alone. I invite you to tune into more of my podcasts or connect with me through my website. I love sharing what has worked for me. And as I said before, whether it's through my social feeds, through these podcasts, or via notes that I send out through my email list, you will have access to the support you need to thrive in your entrepreneurial journey. 
Well, that's all I have for today. If you want to head on over to my website, you can access your show notes and you'll also be able to download that free business guide that we talked about. So head on over to www.michellereci.com forward slash episode two. And while you're there, sign up to my email list and stay connected with me. I have so enjoyed talking with all of you today and I look forward to next time. Bye for now.